You're listening to a podcast from Washington Post Live, bringing the newsroom to you live. Hello, welcome to Washington Post Live. I'm Leanne Caldwell, anchor at Washington Post Live and also co-author of the Early 202 newsletter. Today, we have another installment of Across the Aisle. And this morning, we're gonna be speaking with Oklahoma Congresswoman Stephanie Bice and Pennsylvania Congresswoman Chrissy Houlihan about their efforts around paid leave. Congresswoman, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. So, Congresswoman Vice, I want to start with you. We're talking about paid leave, efforts to pass some sort of national paid leave plan, whatever that may look like. I want to be clear now, there's no bill. You guys are just creating a task force, a bipartisan task force, to try to come up with a way to perhaps do that. So, Congresswoman Vice, I want to ask you, why paid leave? Why are you involved in this issue? Um, historically, this has been something most people think that Democrats care about. Sure. You know, I am a, a mother myself to two daughters and had the fortunate luck of working for a company when they were born uh, 20 years ago that provided for paid family leave. And, you know, here we are almost 30 years after FMLA, and there is no federal paid family leave act. So this is an important issue across the board, certainly um, on both sides of the aisle. And I think the time is now. We saw during COVID so many women leave the workforce and the impact that it has. And so we need to make sure that uh, you know, we're looking at policies that are going to be good for the family. And this is one of those. And I'm excited to work with my colleague, Chrissy, um, to try to find some uh, solutions to this uh, very old issue that has uh, uh, had we've had for quite some time. Congresswoman Houlihan, how did you find Representative Bice, uh, someone from Oklahoma? You're from Pennsylvania. You guys are on opposite sides of the aisle. You're a Democrat. She's a Republican. How did the two of you come together? Sure. We actually had a lot of opportunities to collide. I'm a former chemistry teacher, so I like to think about molecules colliding and reacting with one another. Uh, our first opportunity was we were hallmates. We uh, had offices directly across the hall from one another, or very close to one another. And we also both serve on the Armed Services Committee and found each other relatively early on, lower on the dais as people who are newer in Congress would do, uh, and had a lot in common in terms of our um, prioritization of these kinds of issues, uh, first with military families and federal employees, and now, of course, with the rest of the nation as well. So I'm really excited to start this group and you know, begin a bipartisan effort. Uh, it's time, as, as Representative Vice said, I also am a mom. Uh, I'm a mom of kids in their 30s now, and uh, this was an issue 30 years ago and hasn't abated. So it is the time, and, and I think Stephanie is correct in saying that COVID really opened a lot of our eyes to the importance of uh, women in the workplace and families as well. Congresswoman Bice, can you expand on that a little bit on COVID and what that did do? What did you find in your state, in your district? What are you hearing from constituents and why did COVID exacerbate the need for this issue? Well, I don't know that, that it exacerbated the need for the issue, but when you talk about women in the workforce, um, when COVID presented itself, many women disengaged, um, left to be able to stay home and take care of children, help them with schooling, and haven't re-engaged. And so, you know, we will look at a host of issues that sort of surround paid family leave. Um, Childcare uh, is something that has been um, broached a couple of different times, and I think that there'll be some periphery issues that Will come up, but I think that we recognize that 
having women in the workforce is a benefit. And most families these days, uh, more than 60% are dual income families. The mom and dad are both working. So finding solutions to the paid family leave uh, issue is something that is going to be good for all, all families across the board. Congresswoman Houlihan, uh, you both have mentioned that it's been 30 years since FMLA. Um, and just to remind our audience, that is uh, legislation that protected people's jobs when they took leave, but it is unpaid. Now just a quarter of workers have access to paid leave. It's through their employer in most instances. Um, a few states have a paid leave program but the federal government does not. So can you talk a little bit about what sort, what the goals are of this task force, what you hope to accomplish in this Congress? Uh, so what we're trying to do is exactly kind of as you outlined, take a look at what was successful about FMLA and its 30th anniversary. We are going to be meeting with some of the original authors of that you know, historic piece of legislation uh, and trying to figure out if there's anything that we can do with that particular um, effort and opportunity to fine tune it and make it more effective and better. Uh, but we're also, as, as you mentioned, committed to making sure that we look at all of the other sorts of opportunities and ideas that have come through in the 30 years subsequent to make sure that paid parental leave and paid family leave becomes more universally accepted and more universally available. And that may mean that we find some of the things that have been introduced in the past um, that are able to be worked on bipartisanly, or it may find that mean that we find other things, new ideas that might be uh, relevant to today's workforce. And importantly, I think uh, Representative Bice points out very eloquently that this is not just an issue of women, you know, in the workplace, this is an issue for families uh, and making sure that when we talk about parental leave or family leave, we're not just talking about the woman in the relationship. We're also, frankly, talking about uh, every caregiver in the relationship as well. And Congresswoman Bice, really same question to you. What are your goals for this task force that the two of you are forming around this issue? You know, the, the idea is to start with a clean slate. Uh, there have been a lot of proposals over the years that have been put forward that, um, you know, haven't really gained much traction. And I think what Christy and I are hoping to do here is to kind of come at this with a fresh set of eyes. Uh, we're both fairly new to Congress. Um, uh, Representative Hillahan elected in 18, me in 20. Kind of look at what's worked, what hasn't. You know, there's been a lot of things that have uh, been put forward or implemented, 45S through the um, Tax and Jobs Cuts Act being one of those that we want to see how effective was it? Uh, did it make an impact? How many organizations were using it? And either look at expanding you know, types of programs like that or coming up with new ideas and solutions. At the end of the day, we need to be able to address the more than uh, you know, almost 70 plus percent of families that don't have access to paid family leave. And Congresswoman Bice, I'm going to come back to you. Um, Republicans tend to look through the prism of this issue through perhaps tax incentives. Is that still, do you think, the way to go about this? Or are there other ideas that you think Republicans might be open to? You know, I think that's why we are doing the task force is to look at all of those options and ideas. I don't have any preconceived notion of one uh, specific policy issue working better than another. 
um, you know, one of the things that we want to do is evaluate those programs that are currently in place and look at what states are doing. We have over a dozen states that have enacted some sort of paid family leave uh, in their states and see, you know, how those initiatives are working, what is being offered and, you know, is it something that can be replicated uh, on the federal level? And Congresswoman Houlihan, if the best idea is a tax incentive program, you know, Democrats have traditionally wanted a government run program, a government funded program uh, to help this, uh, to help families. Do you think that is something that members in your party would support? So we've talked about this, Stephanie and I, and we both collectively have decided that this is really important to go in with our eyes open and our ears open to make sure that we're looking at all of the different opportunities. And as she mentioned, we're going to be looking at what's been successful in the 13, I think, states that have implemented some sort of a plan. And we also are going to be looking at some of the plans that have been implemented that have to do with things like taxes and see if they have indeed been effective, effective or penetrated. Uh, how can we make sure that if they uh, are not maybe perhaps as well known as we'd like them to be that they are? How can we measure their successfulness? And so nothing's off the table, you know, in my opinion. I think that everything is on the table and there's an optimization that needs to happen where we are adding, you know, gradually, if not holistically, to the number of people who are eligible for these programs. We've been working already successfully and have succeeded in the last several years in getting paid family leave or actually parental leave for all, fe all federal employees, as well as for all women and men who wear the uniform. Uh, and that is a significant change over the last two or three years. Uh, and that's a good good start, but it's not everybody who, of course, is uh, is working every day in our in our in economy and in our country. So we have a lot of work to do, and there are a lot of different options and opportunities to solve this for this problem. Congresswoman Houlihan, you mentioned there has been incremental progress over the past few years. You did mention federal workers now have access to paid leave, members of the military as well. Um, but Democrats in the last Congress, they tried really hard to get a paid leave, a national paid leave program over the finish line. It did not pass. It was part of a big package of bills that and a lot of the care economy stuff fell out. Um, it just didn't have the votes, even with a Democratic Congress. So why do you think that something could pass or there could be momentum in a divided government? I actually think that there is even more opportunity possibly than there was before in the sense that I think, as, as Stephanie mentioned, the, the COVID economy really kind of opened a lot of eyes to the importance of these issues. I think a tight majority and a tight minority uh, in the House of Representatives makes this an interesting uh, problem to solve for. And I, I hope that we'll be able to work collectively at the House level for this. I think the Senate has demonstrated a, an ability in the last uh, uh, session, the last Congress, to be able to find the 10 votes that they need to move things forward. You're not wrong to say that one of the things that fell out was the care economy, but that doesn't mean it wasn't a priority to the Senate. And it doesn't mean that there still isn't a group of very active senators who are working on this. I think Representative Bice and I are looking to make sure that there's a place for the Senate work to also land and, and a dialogue to be able to happen between the House and the Senate. And that's what I hope we are uh, uh, providing, in addition to obviously fresh ideas and a new sense, sense of energy on this issue. Importantly, I also want to point out that we stand on the shoulders of many, many people who have done work on this issue before for decades and decades. And so we want to make sure that we are very, very respectful of those people and the work that they've done as well. 
And Congresswoman Vice, the Republican Party, House Republicans are now in charge of the House. Um, there, there were a lot of concessions that had to be made in order for Kevin McCarthy to become speaker. Many of those were around uh, the size of government and government spending and trying to roll back and shrink the size of government. Is now the right time to try to dive into this issue of paid leave? And is there any chance that your party might get on board? You know, Leanne, uh, no time better than now. Um, it should have been done years ago. And as we talked about at the beginning of the segment, FMLA is now 30 years old. So we've been having a conversation about family leave, whether it's paid or unpaid for decades, and we haven't really been able to come to consensus. And to piggyback off of what Representative Houlihan said, we've had a lot of groups uh, either working independently or um, Senate groups and House groups working on this. Our objective is really to bring all sides together, not only in a bipartisan fashion like we're doing, but also engaging the Senate. You have so many Senate members who have, um, you know, really done a lot of research and, and deep dive into the issue and put forward some policy ideas. I, you know, Joni Ernst, uh, Mike Lee, Marco Rubio, Mitt Romney, uh, Kristen Gillibrand has certainly been, um, been part of that conversation. So Bringing all of those sides together, I think, is going to be incredibly important to try to move this forward. Uh, and I think it this presents a great opportunity for us right now. And Congresswoman Bice, to follow up on that, is the you know the Republican Party tends to ebb and flow toward these like fiscal conservative um, moments, and then over the past few years, there was a populist movement under. Donald Trump, um, you mentioned Marco Rubio, he worked with Ivanka Trump on this issue. And so is, you know, are what are the, the signs and what sort of policies and who are the people that you think would be able to be advocates and to put, help you push this forward? You know, that's actually what we're in the process of doing right now. We're just launching um, our working group and we'll be engaging all of these different outside entities and our colleagues from the Senate chamber um, to, to really figure out what is the path forward. Um, we, we want this to be a collaborative effort. It's not going to be fast and that's on purpose. Uh, sometimes the best ideas are slow, methodical, thoughtful um, initiatives, and that's what we intend to do over these next months or maybe even a year before we actually get to it, uh, a consensus on what kind of policy we think is going to be uh, able to cross the finish line for both sides. There's two other Republicans and two other Democrats is, who are launching this task force with you. You guys are the leaders. So each of you, starting with uh, Congresswoman Houlihan, who did you choose and why? Um, we had the opportunity to, to, well, we hope that we have more people who join us. I'm sorry for the bells. Um, we had the opportunity. For, um, for our listeners, those are, those are bells to tell you what's happening on the House floor. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I apologize for the bells. Um, we have, we have the opportunity for two of our, of our colleagues to join us. One is Haley Stevens, who's phenomenal uh, from the state of Michigan, uh, other Colin Allred. Um, we importantly wanted to make sure that there was the voice of a dad in, in our uh, conversations, and he's a young, well, younger than me, certainly, dad. Um, and so those are the two who we've brought to the table. But as I mentioned, I hope that we have the opportunity to make this uh, as inclusive and expansive as is uh, practical. 
And Congresswoman Bice, what Republicans are going to join you? Sure. So Marionette Miller-Meeks, uh, Congresswoman and my classmate from Iowa, uh, as well as Julia Letlow, who is a young mother herself um, to two fantastic, adorable little children and is sort of working her way through um, ha or has recently worked her way through this uh, family leave initiative herself. And so I'm excited to have both of those uh, members with me. Congresswoman Houlihan, what about President Biden? Um, there are efforts uh, to get President Biden to include um, paid leave in his budget. Of course, the budget is just a recommendation for Congress. Congress is the one who implements and allocates the spending. But have you spoken with him about this? And um, what should he do? I wouldn't say that I necessarily have, you know, a hotline to President Biden to speak directly with him uh, frequently, but but I have uh, authored a letter that has asked him to include this as part of his prioritization uh, in the budget. Uh, this is something that uh, Stephanie and I have talked about, it, and you're not wrong to point out that this is a differentiation between the two parties on how they perceive, you know, possible solutions. I think that budgets are a statement of values. Um, and I hope that President Biden includes the importance of family leave, paid family leave in the budget, because I think it's a family value and it's a value uh, of ours as Democrats and Republicans. How we get there, you know, what the formula is for all of us to get there requires all of us to be working together. And it may or may not be a Democratic solution or a Republican solution, but it needs to be a solution. And so uh, I have been trying to emphasize that importance through the written form as well as oral communication. Mm -hmm. And Congresswoman Vice, have you had any conversations with your leadership, with Kevin McCarthy? Should there be some progress on this issue? You know, we haven't had that conversation yet, but it is certainly something that I will be highlighting uh, as we get into these uh, meetings and discussions and look for policy ideas. Uh, certainly the leadership team will be very uh, uh, involved in, in these, uh, you know, sort of perspective to make sure that we can get our members on board. And if I and could in a good yeah, for just for a second. President, President Trump also has had this as one of his priorities and also did include this in part of his budgetary process, which is part of why with work through um, the, interestingly enough, the Armed Services Committee, as well as um, the administration, we were able to, to work through um, an opportunity for our federal employees uh, to have not paid family leave, but paid parental leave. And so this is a priority of both parties. Um, and I'm hoping that we'll be able to, a budgetary priority of both parties, and I'm hoping that we'll be able to have some uh, bipartisan solutions. To follow up on that, what is the scope, Congresswoman Houlihan, that you would like to see this discussion around? You know, paid, fam paid leave, paid family leave has many iterations um, and many definitions, depending on who you ask. And so what are the parameters of how you are framing it at this point? I don't think that we have that yet. You know, this is, I think, kind of literally starting with a from scratch with a group that are committed to try to work with one another to try to do a survey of what it is that's been done and what it's what has been done successfully to try to put forward ideas, uh, whether 
former ideas or, or newer ideas. And so you're not wrong to say that this is a complicated issue. You've got parental leave, you've got family leave, you've got medical leave, and people talk about them interchangeably. Um, the bottom line is we've got an economy that demands that we take care of one another uh, and that values the family, and we need to be better at this. Uh, we are one of only seven nations in the country that doesn't have a paid family leave program federally, uh, and that is unfortunate. And I, I, you would be um, saddened to see the, the countries of, to which we are associated with who do not have these kinds of programs, because uh, America certainly is better than that. Congresswoman Weiss, uh, when I spoke with you about this issue uh, last month um, for my newsletter, The 202, and also an article in The Washington Post, you mentioned a conversation you had with, um, with an executive at Sonic, a fast food chain headquartered in Oklahoma. Do you mind detailing or revealing those conversations and how that symbolizes where this issue is right now? You know, the conversation really revolved around uh, workforce. You know, when COVID hit, you had a you know significant number of women leave the workforce and decide to stay home with children to help educate them, um, and because many of the childcare facilities across the the nation had closed or um, shut down because of COVID, and so they're looking at it from a business and workforce perspective. How do we ensure that we are providing the things that are necessary to get our um, employees back into the workplace. And many of their leadership team, uh, management team in stores and otherwise were women. And so it became a real struggle for them uh, to, to figure out how do we uh, navigate these waters. And so there's been a lot of terrible things that have come because of COVID. But one of the things I think that we've seen is really, you know, how do we engage with the workforce to make sure that their needs are met? And this is one of those ways. You know, I, I want to piggyback too off of um, Representative Houlihan's comments in regards to to family and, and business. I think this is one of the things that, as a Republican, that I want to highlight. You know, we're pro-family, uh, but we got to put our money where our mouth is, so to speak, and show that. And this is a way to do that. Mm hmm. I have a question from a viewer, Congresswoman Houlihan. It's from Riley Curry from Pennsylvania. Now he says, how would this new bill, and we know there's no bill yet, it's just a task force, so I'm gonna ask it a little bit differently. How are you thinking about families with non-traditional structures, single fathers, same-sex households, um, or would this only aim to support mothers? That's a great question. It's a great that Riley is asking this question, and it's great that Riley is from Pennsylvania. Um, mm -hmm. What I would say is, uh, as the proud mother of a gay daughter who just recently was married about two months ago or so, this has to include all families, traditional and non-traditional, and it needs to include all uh, parents of one form or another. One of the things I'm most excited about in the work that we did uh, with the armed services, uh, military personnel, is that we were able to include uh, both the fathers and the mothers uh, of families to have all 12 weeks and that in before this we there was a 
a disconnect. There were certain services that had different amounts of time. There were certain services that provided for uh, the, the primary caregiver and not the secondary care caregiver. The good news is, is we were able to level set everyone, every service and every uh, caregiver to make sure that 12 weeks was provided for both caregivers. And I would anticipate that that would be a priority of any future opportunity or legislation that we provide. It takes a, it takes a village to raise a child or to take care of an elderly parent or to take care of a, someone who's sick in your family. And I think that the American people also recognize that. Congresswoman Bice, what are your goals for this task force? I think the goal is simple, to come up with a bipartisan solution that we can get through both chambers and to the president's desk. Mm -hmm. Congresswoman Houlihan, same question. Yep, that's the priority. <laughs> If I could, if I could rest knowing that every family had the opportunity to take the time they need to take care of one another, I'd, I'd uh, die a happy person. Um, what do you, each of you, and we'll start with Congresswoman Bice, what do you tell those skeptics, those jaded journalists like me who see how hard this has been for Congress for 30 years, for longer, forever, um, and why do you think that this task force will be different, that you all can get it done? Look, I think this is the art of the possible. We're looking at what are the possibilities and how can we move this forward? And certainly, as was mentioned, we've had some incredible um, members before us that have championed this initiative and maybe the timing wasn't right. I served in the state legislature back in Oklahoma and took on an initiative that had been tackled many times before and was never successful. And I was actually able to get it across the finish line. So sometimes it's timing, it's dynamics, it's who's involved. And I think that no time better than now to be able to, um, to, to find some commonality in a divided government uh, with Republicans in the majority in the House, Democrats in, in the Senate and the president uh, in the White House to be able to, to find a solution to this. And, the other thing that I think is maybe a change from the past and, a, and an important and I think um, beneficial one is how many Republican women are now serving in Congress? You have 33 women mm -hmm. that um, are now part of the conversation. And uh, as, a, as a woman who served in a state legislature with less than six or six or, or um, so out of 48, we bring a different perspective to the table. Uh, it's no better. It's just different. Our, our ideas are different. Our um, life experiences are different. So we bring this ability to talk about these issues that maybe hasn't been a priority for others in the past. And I'm excited about it. Congresswoman Houlihan, convince, convince the skeptics out there. <laughs> you know what? I, I have only been around Congress for four years now, and I've been astounded with how quickly something can happen that you don't think is possible. Um, that doesn't mean that that magic will happen. It just means that everything is possible. The idea that we have now paid uh, parental leave for all federal employees and for our uniformed men and women was something that had was 20, 30 years in the making and then just was able to happen with a lot of interesting dynamics and a lot of um, interesting bedfellows. And that is something that three or four years ago, nobody thought was possible, but we were able to push it across the finish line. So hopefully, as Stephanie said, you know, this is this is the art of the possible and we will work together. And I hope we succeed. Uh, for, if for whatever reason we don't, that means that we just become the next generation of people who are working to make sure that this is a better, uh, better place to, to live and work in. 
Congresswoman Bice, I, I hope I'm not throwing you off guard here, but um, I want to bring up another topic um, that you two are also working on together, and you're going to um, unveil it tomorrow, or at least have a press conference about fertility crime. Can you explain that and what you plan to do about it? Sure. So um, this topic came to my uh, attention because of a Netflix documentary that I happened to watch. And um, it <clears throat> was shocking um, and heartbreaking for families. And um, after watching it, I asked to reach out to um, the woman that was the, um, the focus of the documentary and just began asking a lot of questions about how this happened and why. And it's happened over the years where uh, a physician has uh, used his own specimen to um, impregnate his patients. And I was shocked to learn that there's no federal legislation to prohibit that or to allow for criminal charges to be brought against an individual who does that. And so tomorrow we're gonna be rolling out, uh, Chrissy's part of that, uh, a bill that will hopefully try to address this issue um, nationwide. And Congresswoman Houlihan, uh, President Biden, Kamala Harris, Vice President Harris are gonna be in your state later this week. Um, what do you what what do you hope that their message is? What do they need yeah, to talk I, about to your voters? I'm I'm glad that they will be coming to Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is in fact the keystone to state for a lot of conversations. And I'm hoping that as much as anything, they're coming to listen. Um, our community, my community as an example, is one of those purple places that you hear about, uh, 40, 40, 20 in terms of Republican, Democrat, and Independent. And I think that it's great when the president and the vice president, you know, make trips into our communities to try to understand the pressures are on, that are on everyday families. Um, and Representative Bison and the piece of legislation that she referred to and the conversation that she had, or actually the Netflix special that she watched that um, started the process for her on this piece of legislation is very similar to the kinds of things that we do every day in our communities when we're listening. I had the opportunity to listen to a, a member of my community who came to one of my town halls who was really worried about selling our uh, strategic oil reserve to the, uh, to the Chinese. And we were able to put together a piece of legislation as a consequence that uh, would ban that practice. Uh, and those are the kinds of things that I hope that the president and the vice president have the chance to do is to listen uh, as much as anything. And Leanne, right. if I could maybe just chime in quickly on that point, you know, you talked about bipartisanship and working together and being a skeptic. There's a great example of something that Chrissy and I both agree on. I come from an energy rich state, as does uh, she. And this is something that we both, I think, uh, recognize as a, as a problem and, and can work to tackle it. And Congresswoman Bice, we don't have a lot of time. So very quickly, I do need to ask you about the debt limit. Of course, this is something that is a um, big uh, topic of the day and will be for several months. Um, do you think that uh, there should be spending cuts in order to lift the debt limit? Should those two things be tied together? Look, it's too early to have those conversations. Right now, what we need to be looking at is, you know, uh, <clears throat> what are the discussions happening within the conference? Where are people on this issue? The president has just agreed to have a meeting with Speaker McCarthy, which I think is very needed. We have to be responsible. We have to be sensible about how we approach this. It affects the American people, uh, and Republicans are going to do just that. We're going to find a responsible, sensible solution to this issue. And Congressman Houlihan, same question. Should Democrats negotiate on the debt limit? 
responsibility and sensibility are good good values and i am looking forward to the several months of this uh, that i am certain will unfold i do not think at this at this time that we should couple these conversations we are responsible to the debt that we have accrued uh, and we need to be responsible to pay that. It's it's a, something that the economy demands and also the global economy needs as well as stability and certainty. So I share the same sense of um, importance to make sure that we do this right. And frankly, that we don't uh, prolong our conversations to the amount of time that we are allotted, but rather find solutions earlier rather than later. Great. We are unfortunately out of time. I really appreciate both of you coming to talk to me about this issue, paid family leave. And I know you both are tea lovers. I have my, I am too. I'm not a coffee person. I am a tea nice. person for you both. Nice. <laughs> so uh, Congresswoman Vice, Congresswoman Houlihan, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thanks thank for Thank you, Leanne. Thanks for listening. For more information on our upcoming programs, go to WashingtonPostLive.com.